48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The top stories, the Secretary for Transport and Housing says he backs a proposal to split his bureau. Another case of criminal damage on a KMB bus and Australia's largest pure play coal producer, Yan Coal, plans a dual listing in Hong Kong. The Secretary for Transport and Housing, Frank Chan, says he backs a proposal put forward by the Chief Executive, Carrie Lam, to split his bureau. Mrs Lam floated the idea at a tea gathering with the media yesterday. Speaking on RTHK, Mr Chan said the Transport and Housing Bureau has a heavy workload and splitting it up could let staff work more effectively. But he said such a reform was not high on the government's agenda as it has other urgent matters to deal with at the moment. The portfolio of the Transport and Housing Bureau is indeed quite wide and things are happening every day and now and then. If we are going to enable the team to function more effectively and to take actions to address all these arising needs and concerns, there is an advantage to split into two. As you can see from what has happened in the past year, our colleagues within the Transport and Housing Bureau are working really hard to cope with the daily happenings. But in terms of policy formulation and implementation, it's important that we do have time to review and to think what we are going to go ahead. The Kowloon Motor Bus Company has reported yet another case of criminal damage on board a double-decker after three seats were found to have been slashed. A bus driver discovered the damage this morning in Guntong. There were two similar cases yesterday, and last week needles were found planted into seats on five different KMB buses. Two passengers were slightly hurt. The U.S. National Security Advisor John Bolton has told a U.S. TV show that the bulk of North Korea's nuclear program could be dismantled within a year if Pyongyang cooperates. We have developed a program. I'm sure that uh, Secretary of State uh, Mike Pompeo will be discussing this with the North Koreans in the near future about uh, really how to dismantle all of their WMD and ballistic missile programs in a year. If they have the strategic decision already made to do that and they're cooperative, we can move very quickly. Mr Bolton said the Trump administration wasn't starry-eyed about the North's promises and was aware of the risk that negotiations could be dragged out to enable weapons development to continue. On Saturday, a U.S. media report quoted unnamed American officials as saying that North Korea had recently increased uranium production. French police have launched a huge manhunt after a notorious armed robber was sprung from prison in Paris by armed men in a helicopter. Redouan Faid, who was once France's most wanted man, was serving a 25-year sentence for a failed robbery during which a police officer was killed. The BBC's Lucy Williamson is in Paris. On Sunday morning, during visiting hours, a helicopter carrying at least two heavily armed men descended on the courtyard of the prison at Rayol. As prison guards ran to raise the alarm, the intruders reportedly threw smoke grenades for cover as they found their way inside the building and into the visiting room where Redwan Faid was sitting with his brother. The serial offender was bundled to the helicopter and flown out of the prison grounds less than 10 minutes after his accomplice's arrival. The burnt-out helicopter was later found by police north of Paris. The United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres is in Bangladesh to highlight the plight of the 700,000 Rohingya Muslims who fled there last year from persecution in Myanmar. The BBC's Nick Beek reports from Yangon. The United Nations says conditions in Rakhine State are not suitable for their safe, sustainable return. It signed a deal with Aung San Suu Kyi's government last month, which includes improving UN access to the area, which it said was an important first step. 
But Rohingya leaders are concerned that a leaked copy of the agreement gives no guarantee they'll be given citizenship or allowed to move around freely if they come back. Exit polls from Mexico's presidential election suggest the left-wing candidate Andrés Manuel López Obrador is heading for victory. His two closest rivals, Ricardo Anaya and José Antonio Mayade, have both admitted defeat. Mr Mayade made this statement. At this moment, we have to recognise that according to the tendencies, it was Andrés Manuel López Obrador who got the majority of the vote. He will have the responsibility to lead the executive power. And for the good of Mexico, I wish him the greatest success. Andres Manuel López Obrador campaigned on a promise to tackle corruption and implement radical change in Mexico. One of his allies, Claudia Scheinbaum, is on course to become the first woman to be elected mayor of Mexico City. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now exactly five minutes past one. Reports from Germany say the Interior Minister Horst Seehofer has offered to resign because of his differences with Chancellor Merkel over immigration. Mr Seehofer is said to have made the offer at a meeting of his CSU party. He's been pushing for a tougher approach to asylum seekers and was reported to be unhappy with this week's European Union deal on migration. Peter Furman, who helped create classic British children's television programmes such as The Clangers, Bagpuss, The Basil Brush Show and Ivor the Engine, has died. He was 89. Mr Furman used puppets that came to life through stop-motion animation. He was awarded a Lifetime Achievement Award by the British Academy of Film and Television Arts in 2014. The leading British choreographer Gillian Lynn has died at the age of 92. She began her career as a ballet dancer but switched to musical theatre in the 1950s. She was best known for her work on Cats and Phantom of the Opera, two of the most successful musicals ever staged in London and New York. She explained to the BBC why she had formed her own company called Collage. I was fed up with everybody saying that it was only the Americans that could dance with real zest and energy. And I thought, well, don't grumble about it, try and do something. The United Nations has placed the largest national park in Colombia on its World Heritage List. Shiribiquete National Park in the northwest of the country contains sandstone table mountains that dominate the rainforest. At their base are over 75,000 ancient cave paintings made by indigenous people. The paintings are believed to be linked to the worship of the jaguar, which ranges in the area and is regarded as a symbol of power and fertility. To business news, in Australia's largest pure-play coal producer, Yan Coal, says it would apply for a dual listing on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange alongside a capital raising as it looks to increase its shares' liquidity. China-based Yan Coal trades on the Australian Securities Exchange and recently expanded its holdings of local mines by buying most of Rio Tinto's domestic coal assets for nearly $2.5 billion US dollars. Yang Coal, majority controlled by China's Yanzhou Coal, said it hoped the dual listing would be in place by the end of the year. It will occur alongside a proposed capital raising, with Yanzhou expected to reduce its approximately 65% ownership in Yang Coal. No further details were provided. A survey by Japan's central bank shows the country's corporate outlook has worsened from three months ago. The Bank of Japan's Tankan survey, measuring confidence among large-scale manufacturers, was at 21 points, down three from the March survey, which was the first decline in two years. The manufacturers surveyed include automakers and electronics companies that are the mainstay of Japan's economy. The results highlighted risks to Japan's export-reliant economy from trade tensions. Sports now, and here's the BBC's Alistair Ross. 
Andres Iniesta has announced his international retirement after Spain's shock World Cup exit. The hosts Russia beat them on penalties after a one-all draw. Russia now face Croatia, who also needed penalties to beat Denmark. On Monday, the title favourites Brazil play Mexico. The winners of that match play the winners of the late game between Belgium and Japan. Andy Murray has apologised to fans who were disappointed by his decision to withdraw from Wimbledon the day before the tournament began. The two-time winners just return from injury. The first match of the tournament on centre court will see Roger Federer play Dusan Lajovic. Serena Williams, Stan Wawrinka uh, also in action on Monday. And LeBron James has joined the LA Lakers in a four-year deal for a pitiful $154 million. The three-time NBA Finals MVP became a free agent on Sunday after turning down a contract option to extend his stay with the Cleveland Cavaliers. In Formula One, Max Verstappen made the most of a rare Mercedes double retirement to claim his first win this year in an incident-packed Austrian Grand Prix. The young Dutchman grabbed victory after Lewis Hamilton pulled up with power problems and Valtteri Bottas suffered a gearbox failure. The results mean Sebastian Vettel regained the lead in the Drivers' Championship ahead of Hamilton by a single point. Tour de France organisers have formally blocked four-time champion Chris Froome from competing in this year's race. His team promptly vowed he would be at the start line. The Team Sky star has been under a cloud since he was found to have twice the permissible amount of asthma drug Salbutamol in his system during September's Vuelta a España, which he won. To end the news, the top stories once again. The Secretary for Transport and Housing says he backs a proposal to split his bureau. Another case of criminal damage on a KMB bus and Australia's largest pure play coal producer, Yan Cole, plans a dual listing in Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. Thanks a lot, Todd. Yeah. is kicking off another hour of the greatest hits of music on RTHK Radio 3. It's the greatest hits of 